0: Welcome to Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and we are broadcasting live at Drivers Club, brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Hagerty, and Rainier Beer. How are you? I'm doing good. Good? I was having a good laugh at our last episode. Were you? Yeah. Uh, my brother we've was laughing. We've gotten a lot of really good yeah. uh,
1: feedback from that last episode. Yeah.
0: My brother called me to laugh at your pain uh, <laughs> about your car into Just the show. Just so drink.
1: we're clear, my dad laughed at me. <laughs> like, I t- he hasn't heard the episode, he doesn't get a chance to listen to him very much, but... I, started, I, I, I was telling the story about how people were contacting Jason and me and have really liked the episode. And by the way, um, just announcement, we're going to do a Jason episode. We're going to try to do a Jason episode about once a quarter yeah. because people really like it. Um, and I was starting to share the story with my folks at dinner last night. And, and I was like, oh, I told the story about the time I got that remote control car. And my dad goes, you mean the one you drove into the sewer? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dad, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was fun.
0: My, my pain. Bro- yeah. So my brother called me and he goes, Hey, do you remember when you were a kid and we tied the big wheel behind the Honda 50 motorcycle and drug you around the yard in it until the wheels fell off? And he goes, Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> was he laughing
0: when he said, Oh, sorry? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. No, no. We How had long
1: a- did that take?
0: Oh, it, I think I don't remember. I mean, I was really, really <sighs> young. And I miss big wheels. They probably put me in like you know a towel around my head and called it a helmet and called it a day at that point in my life, which explains a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it
1: was me. <laughs> I miss big wheels. D- if if you guys don't know this, Jason has adult sized big wheels, and
0: yeah. yeah, and I'm looking at motorcycles, so I keep no, thinking about dragging one around. Honda Monkey.
1: You were literally sitting here with scars on your arm. how you, how'd you get scars on your arm,
0: Dan? I was riding my one wheel, and this was like. <laughs> It was a really, really slow get off uh-huh. for the record. Like mm. I literally was coming to a stop, and I, I caught the back edge, and I just kind of rolled <laughs> off of it, gave myself a little road tuck rash. Tuck and
1: roll. Tuck and roll.
0: Yeah. Nice. I kept riding.
1: I oh, was g- fine. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad you're okay. I mean, we're getting old, Dan. Yeah. Things
0: break. It finally stopped raining, so I had to use that day to go riding all day, which I was, was awesome. I gone all last week, and apparently
1: Duval's still underwater, and yeah, I it was... was uh
0: well I was riding the trail that runs from, you know, Woodenville all the way around to Redmond and everything and I started yeah. in Redmond this time. I didn't get very far because it's all underwater. Every time oh. there's an underpass they're they're not under a little bit of water. They're like six under feet underwater. And even, even downtown Redmond, the water is over there.
1: Every time, when somebody says six feet, I always remember, like, Ghostbusters. She floats, she barks, she floats six feet above the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. Ghostbusters <laughs> reference for you youngins. No, I the mean, I was, Ghostbusters, I, was, not the crappy I was looking at photos and stuff like that, and, like, we've got friends out in Duval, and, like, looking at out there, that was just insane, like, the amount of roads that are washed out. And, I mean, I really hope everybody, we have some very good friends of ours that were flooded yeah so uh
0: yeah sorry to
1: say that but yeah i was in washington dc where it was flooding and raining and sideways so
0: (laughs) you had a good time i
1: had a wonderful time i'd never seen the nation's capital it was a lot of fun and last week was a great week to be in washington dc it was live Mm. entertainment so uh but it was a lot of fun (laughs) so yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah look look don't make eye contact keep looking straight yeah so, so yeah it was a lot of fun it was uh i had a good time um I actually, they gave me, and I, you're gonna be think I'm stupid. They gave me a choice between a new Gladiator or the new Ford uh, Ranger. Uh I took the Ranger. Really cool truck. Yep. Like I mean, and I can't imagine what the Raptor version, but it was a lot of power. I mean, especially when it rains, it just, you can just smoke the rear tires. So <laughs> nothing drives I mean, like not, a rental. Not that I did that, of course, but uh, <laughs> you know. So great car.
0: Man, I was yes yeah, when I saw them all over Thailand, and they have the Raptors over there, and yeah. I'm so jealous because they're they're cool.
1: There's a lot of space in them, and it's yeah. it a comfortable car. I was really surprised, so it was uh, it was kind of fun. That's
0: funny you bring that up. The, uh, there was an article just today about how Gladiator sales are actually plummeting right now. They're on dealer lodge, uh which is rare because Jeeps hold their value better than almost anything. But the Gladiators are no longer selling.
1: Well, people, I mean, we've talked about this as a minor issue, but people are having issues, especially ones that want to take off-road is that approach, and or, or not the approach angle, but the, uh, yeah, the, departure, rear, the departure angle, angle yeah, the rear. is hanging so far over that people...
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, they're selling armor just to drag it over stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that what? leads us into the perfect time for, oh, technically our first break, but our Carter Subaru tip of the week. Okay so uh this carter subaru tip of the week i was when i was looking at this um i th- i was like well maybe i'll cover like basic suspension geometry camber caster and tow but as i looked into it those are really long topics actually and i was like well most people know what camber do you know,
1: is. An- do you know about that kind of stuff
0: a little bit because done-
1: we got to put springs on the subaru and we're going to need
0: to oh, do we'll fine caster yeah toe. okay good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I so, got a bubble
1: level. We'll yeah, begin. we're... Ca- <laughs> 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 this seems to be scraping on the bottom left.
0: Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Well, everybody knows about camber because, you know, everybody hates stance and they're like, now everybody knows what camera is. So they look at that and they're like, kill it with fire or whatever, don't care. But caster seems to be the one that most people don't think about very often.
1: They're the little wheels on the bottom of, of like an AV cart. They're casters. Casters, got yes. It. Okay, we're talking yeah. about caster. Oh, caster. Oh, Which, ca- oh yeah, uh, he, he ran Cuba for a while. <laughs> I got you. Okay, we're good. Keep going, Nick. I'm on on a roll tonight. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. So when we're talking about caster, it kind of throws you off if you're looking at it if you compare it to other things. It just don't really the way you look at positive and negative doesn't really line up. So the front of the vehicle, if it's pointing forward, that's negative, and if it's backwards, it's positive.
1: Pointing forward.
0: So imagine that imaginary line from the upper and lower ball joint. Okay. And just about every vehicle out there now is oh, positive caster. I see. Okay. Which just means it's, which mean if you look think of it like it's people misconception, it's not the strut. It's actually an imaginary line between the upper and lower ball joint. But if it's in positive caster, which is basically everything now, um, it makes your steering basically a little heavier. Um, it gives you better feedback, better grip. It also with the way your tires turn, it gives you more grip. Now, It seems simple enough but there is there is times you actually want negative caster virtually never on the road but where we see negative caster and where it was a thing was back in old vehicles when they didn't have power steering it was too heavy ah. to move the front wheels of, like, an old 66 Ford. So you had what was called a suicide knob. You ever seen one of those? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's where those things came into play because it was so hard to turn the steering wheel. They called them suicide knobs. I had
1: one it, on my 79 Ford Granada.
0: Exactly. If yeah. you didn't have an old vehicle without it, you needed to t- use that thing to turn the wheel. They called it suicide knobs because if you got in a crash and you didn't have shoulder belts at the time, well, that thing impaled you. Yeah. But basically, that's where you see negative camber still today is when you're looking at dedicated off-road rigs. That's about the only time you'll see it, because they have huge 44s and stuff like that. They have to have a tiny and no bit power of power steering. Well, they have power steering, but it's so heavy, you'll blow the hydraulics out on some of it. Oh. So it's the only time you'll really ever see a negative caster in a today's environment and never on a street vehicle anymore. Huh. And you adjust it um, basically never on a street vehicle, but on race vehicles where you can adjust all those upper ball joints and all those uh, adjustable mounts, that'll give you a perfect setup depending on the track you're at. And if you're looking at like a uh, uh, NASCAR or something like that, you're going to see a little uh, mm-hmm. special, any, Anytime you're steering one direction, or you're, you're looking at like uh, a dragster or something like that, where they really don't uh, have it, they can often be set up straight up and down. But it's almost always in a positive, which is st- tilted back toward the driver a little bit. Huh. So yeah, but anyway, uh, if you're looking at caster, just think of an imaginary line from the top of the wheel to the bottom of the wheel, dead down the center, and that's f- and forward and back. Uh, but it's basically no longer adjustable. But when, when you're looking at your alignment and you see it on the sheet, that's what's being adjusted. It has micro-adjustments on there. And if it's out of adjustment, chances are you broke something. <laughs> almost all the time. It, almost, you never, almost never see a caster adjustment unless something's bent.
1: I've been out of adjustment for years <laughs> <'Cause> I'm broken. <laughs> anyway, yeah. 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 So
0: that's your Carter Subaru tip of the week.
1: Yeah. Hey, we should come up with a guest this week.
0: We probably should. Um, before we get into that, Before we we teleport our guests, I do want to talk about uh, one event Uh, we didn't get to go to. It was super cool. Jared, can you give me a quick rundown of the last Avance event?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, all the Avance, we we went down to Dirtfish and we got to tour their shop where they work on their fleet of Subarus. And uh, that was really cool and got to see their simulation room and stuff like that. And then we went to uh, Steve Rimmers, who's the owner of Dirtfish. And... we saw the coolest fleet of rally cars I've ever seen. There yeah, is he's got some oh pretty my gosh. rare. I
1: mean, rare is an understatement.
2: Uh, like yeah. any legend from Group B, he's got in that room. He's got RS200 and the Sport Quattro and the Stradale and yeah. just any anything you can imagine he has in there. I've
1: had the opportunity of seeing that collection, and it's amazing.
2: Yeah. And, I mean,
1: and it's amazing because there's, there, there's not just – classic cars but i mean there's cars that have real race history there yeah that he's his bought. it's incredible
2: and then there's like a porsche gt2 sitting there in the corner you don't even like notice because there's all <laughs> these other like amazing cars in there
1: that says a lot when you don't notice a <laughs> gt2 <laughs> right. sitting in the corner so yeah yeah uh, he does
2: have an aerial nomad though which that's the first one i've seen that would be a really fun car you know they had it down <sighs> in monterey actually yeah
0: i
1: don't know about that i i love the idea but like the idea of having no cover in front of you or like where I mean rocks hit you on the, when you're off road like and let alone you're turning uh you know even, even with a helmet I mean luck like finding a helmet but for me but yeah like the I, I mean I've looked at like just the aerials and I'm looking at you, you make a turn and all of a sudden a rock comes through and hits you in the shin I can't imagine off road like that would be they're cool though they're so yeah. cool yeah
0: it's one of those things that I love seeing I'm glad they made it I want to go run like Forest Service roads at full speed, but I can't really think of a use case outside of that. And I actually met—I uh, know a previous owner of one, uh, Ben Abrams, who was on mm-hmm. our show earlier. And even he was saying it's a really awesome idea until you realize your face is covered in dust <laughs> and you're dirt everywhere, and you're getting hit by rocks, and even in a helmet. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm, I think it's awesome that he has it. And, and- water
1: definitely wouldn't come in the cabin, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Not in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> So another reason to be an Avant Charter member, but yeah. uh, you know, it's the perfect tie-in. Speaking of racing, our special guest this week is one we've had a lot of requests for, and really excited to have on the show. Uh, that is Don Kitsch uh, from Proformance, as you guys know, most recently and famously played by Gary Cole in The Art of Racing in the Rain, uh, which was a twir- He was the guy that played the dad in, in uh, Talladega Nights, nice. right? Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Bobby's, Bobby's dad. I mean, yeah. that's important. Yeah.
1: You don't step by that. Yeah. And Lumber and lumber. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that like guy.
0: We will easily get off on topic <laughs> on that one. Yeah. But, um. but I mean, uh, head of Team Seattle Racing, the fundraiser for Seattle Children's, awesome racing team. Great cause Uh, Race to Le Mans With Patrick Dempsey And Dempsey Racing 200 career 200 plus career Racing starts Uh, You've done a few things Yeah I'm tired But what do you want to (laughs) be When you grow up Is the question Yeah You know one thing I grew up once I did not like it there So I'm not not, doing that
3: You move on Yeah move on yeah, uh, I think we had similar upbringings. I'm and still not trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up.
1: Well, we all are. It'll
3: involve wheels. I know
1: that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, 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 str- yeah.
3: Stretch stretch out. Get get outside
0: your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the important thing. I went there and didn't like it either. Well, fair. Yep. Uh thank you very much for these awesome best rewards the heart of that, racing. Very yeah, cool. Wear that
3: with the uh, pride. It's, I do. Uh, yeah, we're we're very excited about what we're doing with the uh, Team Seattle the Heart of Racing. It's a, uh, you know, we're we're making some wonderful things things happen for Seattle Children's Hospital and we're doing it with a race car and it just doesn't get any better than that. How did that all start? That's I mean that's a
1: pretty good transitional how did, how did you get into that as far, as far as doing this for such a great cause well
3: you know when i was a little bit more active as a racing driver back in the day when cars had wooden wheels um <laughs> i uh, carved by beavers yeah really canadian <laughs> yeah. yeah canadian, canadian beavers, wheels yeah absolutely yeah just stop yeah, just yeah. Stop. yeah. um <laughs> all of my you know my racing was linked to a charity for years i was the number 10 driver of the March of Dimes car um 10% of every dollar involved in that racing effort and went to uh, to the march of dimes uh, we did a lot of other you know causes with the racing effort but uh, in 97 uh we thought we would uh make an effort at the rolex 24 hours of daytona it was only actually supposed to be a one-time deal it was chip Hanauer, myself uh chris bingham um a couple others out of seattle here we thought well let's get a race car up to 100 bucks a lap nickels dimes quarters dollars all out of the seattle area Pledges per lap completed. We'll drive that thing six hundred uh, laps, bring sixty thousand dollars home for Seattle Children's Hospital. That was a ninety-seven. Um, that was a six million dollars million ago. we won the race twice. Um, we just couldn't. Uh, we just couldn't stop. And we had such a good time. We thought, well, let's let's try it again. Next year, we came home with a second place in the race in and two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Then we started knocking down about five hundred thousand dollars a year at the Rolex Twenty Four Hours of Daytona in that format. And, wow. Uh, and then, just uh, about uh, six or seven years ago, we really took it uh, took a big time with help of Gabe Newell, uh, local Eastside businessman, uh, got behind it, and said you've done a great job, but I think we could do more with uh, with my resources. Let's go. And then we took it national, and uh, now we're you know we're uh, in our fourth year in IMSA, and we've won a number of races. And uh, you know, yeah, we did make it to Le Mans in 2009, which was a wonderful experience. Oh, just Le Mans. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, that, yeah. just that <laughs> little race, that little <laughs> yeah, yeah. French race. Yeah, yeah. that little okay. French competition over there. Yeah, that's never going to take off. But it's a wonderful cause. Uh, everything we're doing is for the Heart Center at Seattle Children's Hospital. That's why it's called the Heart of Racing. Uh, the Guild is the Team Seattle Guild. Our our 3 c filing at the hospital under the Guild Association is uh, Team Seattle. But we race under the, the name the Heart of Racing because all of the money that we're bringing in with the racing effort goes to the Heart Center. Yep. So we funded, we've actually funded the build of a pediatric cardiac intensive care unit at the hospital. Uh, that was a $2 million commitment we made. Uh, it's a unit that's uh, equipped and staffed for uh, uh, cardiovascular challenged kids. Um, and it's, uh, it's in the heart center. We're very proud of it. It's named after our guild. And now we're fully endowed to a $20 million hybrid surgical suite where cardiovascular and uh, cardiovascular surgery and interventional cardiology can work together in minimally invasive disciplines. We're we're really not opening chests anymore. Everything's being done up through the femoral femoral artery. What, are you going to pass I'm, out? Now? The, well, no, I just, I mean, <laughs> I, it's a
1: simple question of, like, where did the heart of racing come from? I just, well, I didn't, I, I realized. Oh, I understand.
3: You asked what time it was. You didn't know how. No, I do game. want to know how the watch works. <laughs> I just
1: didn't realize I, how I, much I,
0: you guys had invested in that. Like, That's I mean, yeah. awesome. Yeah,
3: you yeah, know. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're one of the biggest guilds Seattle Children's Hospital has. That's great. Uh, at one point, we were right. The one time the I'm quiet,
1: somebody gives me crap. The well, One time. <laughs> I didn't see any crap. Oh, okay. I so, <laughs> didn't <laughs> say crap. This so nice. <laughs> now you're going to get me in trouble with him thanks yep. Good. Again, yeah
0: again don let's rewind a, a long way back um before all of the racing and everything how did you get started i know you're originally from california right right uh, hollywood actually
3: <laughs> i was born in hollywood presbyterian hospital but that was the extent of my hollywood career right short and, and sweet
0: <laughs> and then what um you know were you always a racer at heart as a kid i mean Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Just born, yeah. Me.
3: Pretty much, I started in karting, um, you know, at about nine, and uh, and and moved on from there. A the little brief interruptions uh, created by financial devastation <laughs> so, somewhere. So in a there. normal yeah. race car, cars. but always, yeah. always, uh, if it involved, uh, if 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 it involved wheels, it was me.
0: What was your What was your car when you were a kid? Your first car? Oh.
3: Uh, yeah, let's see. That was MGB Sprite. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 MGB Sprite. Yes. Yeah. As a Triumph owner, I appreciate that. So, yeah. <laughs> Triumph's not a real car. Oh, no. wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was a sports car. Sports car always.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yep. And then when uh, you see Performance was what uh, '90s that you opened Performance?
3: Uh, that was the day that. I heard the dreaded words, it's time to grow up and get a real job. Ooh. And uh, that was when uh, Donna and I started performance in, uh, what, 96, 97? Yeah. Yeah, right around then. It's really important as a racing driver to, to build something parallel to your racing career because sooner or later, at some point, uh, you either get old, you slow down, you get hurt. Uh, the phone stops ringing and you're unemployed, unfortunately the bills keep coming. So you better have something that, you know, something that runs parallel. You know, you take the relationships you've built, the reputation you've gained, the knowledge you've gained, and and usually academia is it, or you end up getting a real job. And that, that, my entire life I've, fortunately, ducked having a real job. Performance is not a real job. It's hard work. They're yeah, very long Real days, hard work. Very long and very stressful days. But nevertheless, I earned my living at a racetrack, and it's still not a real job. <laughs> that's, that a good,
1: like, that's a good way to get up and smile in the morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I love yeah. being
3: there. I, I, I'm there at 5.30 in the morning, and rarely am I out of there before 6.30 at night, and I love it.
0: And Donna's a big part of it. Donna's a huge part of it. She's yes,
3: yes, is. Yes, yes, she is my bride, and uh, she is a huge, huge part of performance. Um she's you know she's the 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 whole backbone of it that's yeah. great yeah i i get to go out to the track and play the cars but Donna's is the one that does the business end of it and drives the whole thing
0: yep that's awesome and uh we've got andrew evans in the audience and he actually is an instructor for you <laughs> yeah, andrew, yeah.
1: Kind of like yeah they'll yeah, hire
3: anybody yeah, yeah. our lead instructors. yeah instructor yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah it's, good. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. always a small world around here we always find when we have guests it's always like Barely one degree of separation. You mentioned Chris Bingham earlier in the staff at oh, yeah. Park Place. It's like it just, it all goes around here in this car. No, we're world. never,
3: no, we're never, any of us are going to get out of this thing alive. We're all car people. <laughs> car people never, you never say goodbye. Uh, we're always good. But, but uh, Andrew, I've, uh, when Stan was in grade school, there were these people that kept saying, You got to meet this karting kid here. You got to meet this go kart kid. He's really quick. He's really good. He's got a big career ahead of him. His name's Andrew Evans. You got to meet him. And uh, yeah, we've got pictures of me putting Andrew in one of our show cars, but just kind of lifted him up, put him in. And now, <laughs> he's yeah. still pretty lightweight. You could probably still yeah, do well, that. That's what he's supposed I mean, to yeah. be lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, he's aerodynamic. Yeah, fit, fit, yeah. yeah. But uh, but now we're teaching. Now we're teaching together, and that's fun. That's. How did you guys end up? How did you end up in, in in Pacific Northwest? Like
1: how how that route route go to get up here?
3: Uh, mostly I think, uh, family moving my dad, my dad's business, he moved up and down the West coast. And okay. So I finally ended up in Portland and then, and then finally Seattle. a yep. Good nice. place to be. Yeah. As long as you can fly out here and, you know, get the, get out of the rain once so <laughs> a
0: So the 30 days of rain didn't agree with you too much. I you know. No, yeah. no,
3: that was, that, that tightened my jaws a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit more about performance since, um, because a lot of guys see racing school. I was actually just having this conversation at work today. I got a, a friend of mine who has a new driver, uh, teenage daughter. Right. And I was like, man, you need to go take her. They have a teen driving class. Right. And it's, uh, probably the best instruction you'll ever get because they don't teach you really anything anymore when you're getting your license. Um, For sure. Um, tell us more about how you got started in if, all the different areas of performance. You
3: know, if I had it to do over again, uh, we would we would uh, we would name name the school differently. Um, performance Racing School. I mean, it's it's my background, it's my passion, it's sexy in itself, sells. But at the end of the day, we are involved in advanced driver education, whether that be HPDE, sport driving stuff. Or teen street survival skills clinics, or new car buyer clinics for the dealerships, or factory ride drive programs. We're very, very diversified. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of work with law enforcement. We do some anti apprehension executive protection stuff. So we're really, really diversified uh, in, in advanced driver education. Competition training and licensing for amateur driving racing is probably about 20, 25% of what the school does. Although last year we we licensed 65 drivers. We licensed 65 drivers to go racing last year. But our teen program is absolutely raging, and I like what we're doing with the teens. I mean, DMV is estimating 6,000 teen fatalities in in cars this year. 6,000 teenagers will die in car crashes this year, and it's not alcohol, and it's not street racing that's killing these kids. It's a lack of credible driver ed program. I mean, they've learned how to operate a motor vehicle. They've never really learned how to drive a car, especially through acute situations. And that's what we're doing. I, I, I really like what we're doing with our teen program.
1: When I look at the way when we grew up, like driver's ed sitting in the, bo- the basement of a, of a high school on a a wheel that just spun and you're looking at a, a projector screen and they're trying to teach you how to drive in the snow. Yeah. I grew up in Spokane. They could have just taken us outside and told us how to drive in the snow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, it's like, I'm, I mean, I remember sitting in this small room going, I'm not learning this and this doesn't, you know, there's no force feedback on the wheel. This was old, I mean, yeah, yeah. The floor. And it was a PE teacher that yep, was pretty just much. Getting, yeah. a, <laughs> yeah. getting a stipend. Well, I think he was know. the tr- shop teacher
3: too because he only had like four
1: fingers. But well, other than that, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, we all do. <laughs> know that guy. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it was it was uh, one of the uh, ed, uh, you know that was just getting a stipend for for doing driver ed. Now we have you know uh, professional schools that are they're doing a good job, but. Um, we're still seeing, uh, students come in and go, well, my driver ed guy said two and ten, two and 10 on the street. It's nine and three on the street. Well, the current state of the art driving techniques are nine and three others. So we're still fighting some of that old uh, school and secondary to that, you know, the, the driver ed classes, because they're teaching on the street. How do, they, how do they afford themselves an opportunity out on the street to educate a young driver in doing an ABS avoidance maneuver? Yeah. How do you do that on the street? How do you do an emergency lane change collision avoidance maneuver when you're out here? I mean, certainly our young drivers need to learn how to navigate traffic, especially in Seattle, right? But we need to also afford them the ability to learn to deal with an acute situation, such as, I mean, there's just something plain wrong when I ask, how many people drive, drive a car with analog brakes, ABS? And half the room, whether it be adult or teen, don't know whether to raise their hand, yes or no. They don't even know what ABS is. How many people understand that system, how it works, how you work with it? Nobody raises their hand. The most important safety system our factories have offered us in years, and unfortunately most misunderstood. So the, the driver ed programs, they learn how to parallel park, but they don't learn how to truly drive a car.
0: Yeah, I had somebody ask me uh, not too long ago, actually. They slammed on their brakes and they felt their ABS kick on and they'd never felt it before. Right. And they asked me if there was something wrong with their car. Exactly. I was like, that's, yes, that's, the driver. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, that's your ABS. That's a good thing. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. God it
0: did that. Yep.
3: <laughs> and that's the problem. What do they do? The minute they feel yeah. that pulsing, they start pumping on the pedal thinking they've got some kind of a hydraulic failure in the system. Yeah. And they start pumping on the pedal and the ABS computer brain goes. I'm hell? already what? doing what? that. Yep. Knock it off. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. pretty much. Yep. I mean, performance and we, and we have several friends that come out and do it, but it, it really allows people, I think a lot of people uh, don't understand that they can come out there with a car they drive daily and that there are programs for them to learn how, how to take it onto a racetrack, be it someone with a, a new Z06 or somebody with a, a, Golf, a Golf GTI kind of thing.
3: And, and, and we highly, highly encourage our clients to, to, to come out and learn and enjoy their new car. I mean the technical nature of, of, of new cars today so far exceeds us as the as the new car buyer and that's no commentary on us as a new car buyer it's just a commentary on these technological races these factories have gotten themselves into but they've created this big gap between the knowledge and understanding of today's new car buyer and the product they've bought and that gap lends itself to some safety issues and some full pleasurable use of your purchase issues so our hpd program our high performance driver education clinic um, is probably 50% advanced car control street survival and the other 50% is just good recreational sport driving. Okay.
1: Um, let's go into our first break. When we come back, I want to get a little bit deeper into that.
0: Okay. Grandpa,
3: what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to Disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster
2: I move it, the faster it goes down.
3: This moment of escape was created by Haggerty.
2: Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa.
3: Works for me. For people who love cars. And
1: we're back from that brief bathroom break. Thank you. <laughs> I feel so much better. Feel better. I feel lighter, really. It's, you, you know, It's an aerodynamic thing. You'll understand you that. have that it's checked. Fine. That's a big word for you. You should have some <laughs> Aerodynamic. Hey, everybody has word of the day calendars. <laughs> Don, it's such a pleasure to have you. <laughs> I can tell. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were kind of talking over the break, and I, I think and Dan brought it up. We want to kind of talk about some of your favorite memories. You know, some of the... You, even though... Well, <laughs> what? Memories. When? No, it's not just a song from Cats. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nobody
0: watched that. I watched I the play.
1: The play. Yeah. Good God. the movie. Okay, sure. Taylor Swift was in it. I won't. I digress. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, you're not making me into it. okay. So, <laughs> you have obviously like you we, guys are we, nasty. I know we, this is well, and we're toned back for you. Trust me. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> We we were uh, we were given electronic leashes of what we can and can't <laughs> say. Don't worry. Well, mostly, I was. Um, you know, as when we started into the program, introducing and you, you talked about you know the heart of racing and the people you've raced with and the, and the money you've raised and the the great things it's built. But there's got to come some really good stories from that. I mean, you know, like you said, you just went to Daytona and one. I mean that that's there's there's a little bit more to that than just walking down there and 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 raising money and racing.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean the whole thing starts with a love and a passion for sitting in a racing car. Um but, you know, please. Know. I don't know that I wouldn't fit in one. Well, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a car for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, please know we're very we're yeah. bloody serious about what we're doing for Seattle Children's Hospital. But at the end of the day, the whole thing is driven by, like I said, a of a, a passion, a lot of energy for sitting in a racing car. And I've been very, very fortunate to, you know, to, you know, to go further, you know, probably than my skills probably ever should have taken me. But uh, I think uh, you know, certainly the highlight was was uh, making it to the ball. Um uh, making it to the 24 Hours of France was just uh, an incredible experience for everybody involved, including family. I mean, we, you just take a moment there and go, I cannot believe I'm here. It's such a major, major event um, to participate in. And so taking a moment to just savor that you're in France, um, you know, uh, you made it to, you know, to certainly the most famous sports car endurance race in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What does it take to do that? I think a lot of people don't understand what it takes to do that. And, and what were you, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair. A lot of money. fair enough. Yeah. 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 I think Andrew once told us if you want to make a small sum in racing, you got to start with a large sum.
3: Uh, you know, I probably have never been under more financial pressure than putting that deal together. Uh, I mean, Donna would wake me up every night at three in the morning and say, "You know, you're going to jail. You're going to jail on this deal for sure." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, honey. <didn't> needed that. <laughs> the, Love the, you. Yeah. The the, <laughs> uh, the euro uh, was a dollar sixty five in the in two thousand nine. The euro was a dollar sixty five against the U.S. dollar, and our contract with the, Corsa, course, uh, the team that ran us. Um, it was 570,000 euros. and uh, so That's, that's for that's, one race. One race. One uh, race. A million dollars for the test days and uh, test days in the race and all of the rest of the collateral stuff, the, the, the chateaus and all of the lodging and all that for our guests that came with us. We had like 65 or 70 people out of Seattle that were with us but um you know we we put it together um and uh, a lot of people thought dempsey uh, funded that thing he did not uh, patrick dempsey has the uh, shortest alarms and deepest pockets you ever want to see uh he did not fund that uh i knew that patrick wanted to go um patrick is not a check writing driver um he just does not do that um he uh, he tries to you know to do it on the skill and he and the skills are there but i called and said let's go and uh, and uh uh, it's it's good. The testing, but you had to earn that program.
1: invitation. Like the, the, it, you, the money won't just buy you a spot on the grid.
3: No, we had to earn it. We went did a pre qualifying. We went and did a pre qualifying. We, yeah. we had to earn our position. Um, but once we were in, then the funding challenges started. And uh, so when I called Joe and Patrick and we had a conference and decided to make a go at it, you know, Patrick said, uh, "You know, I'm not going to write a check." And I said, "I I know that." Um, but he said, "I will put my name behind it, and we will work on it together, and we'll get it done." And I said, "Dude, I'm going to put you in every kissing booth in every county fair across this nation." <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm sure that worked really well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, no. And we had, we, we did it, and and all, all the bills got paid, and we had a ton of fun. It was a wonderful experience, and nobody can take it away from us. And what so were li- you, what were you racing there? 430 Ferrari. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 430 yeah. Ferrari with the F course
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a lifetime memory too, man. That's. Yeah, I mean, it's just,
3: and you, you know, you need to take a moment to savor it and realize what you've done and where you are. Yep, and, and uh, we and we did. It was wonderful. We were there, I was there in 08, 09, and then went back in 10. But in 08 and 10, I was in uh, uh, vintage cars, very serious vintage car, but nevertheless vintage car, but in 09, in 09, we were in the modern car.
1: I mean... Lemay is or Lemay, sorry, Le yes. is such a, a an iconic race for those of us that that know cars. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago who's. I mean, this Ford versus Ferrari movie has opened up the world of cars to yeah. a lot of people that didn't know it existed. And he was asking me, he's like, "Have you ever heard about that race, or did you know it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah." So, but I mean, and obviously the younger generation knows it because they can go play it on Forza. It. But it, it's like you're saying, I can't imagine. I that's on on. My bucket list of yeah. Dan's to be there sometime and and watch the race and I it's. Mean, driving it's, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: no, it's a uh, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. I'm very lucky to have done it. Uh, no one can take it away from us. We did it. We survived it, and it was great. Uh, and uh, that says a lot too. A, yeah, lot, yeah. a
1: lot of guys race and they don't survive it. They don't make it. The tw- you know.
3: Yeah, we lost a friend of ours in uh, there in uh, in ten and. Um, you know, it's not a circuit you want to get it wrong at. Uh, if it wasn't for the financial impact of the Sarthe region and the history of that race being there, uh, they would cancel it. Yeah. Um, because it's not a proper circuit. Once you get off the Bugatti circuit, the you know the permanent circuit, and you wander off into the uh, into the countryside, the public roads. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you're. Uh, it, it, it's probably the only time I've ever questioned sitting in a race car. Uh, I mean, when you're going down to Mulsanne, it, pitch dark in the pouring down rain, uh, you go, what What am I doing? What yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. Well, I didn't, I didn't go to jail like the wife said, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we're good here. So. But it, uh, yeah, because it's it's not a proper circuit. Yeah. And speed, yeah. they're so bloody high there. And the speed variances between the prototypes and the GT cars is amazing. But you know, because it's not uh,
1: just your skill; it's somebody passing you in a car that will go
3: faster than yours at two hundred and some yeah, miles an hour. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a spot that you're expected to get it wrong, or or you want to get it wrong. If you get it wrong there, you're coming home in a box, unfortunately. But uh, Joe and Patrick and I had a wonderful time, and that's why you know we, uh, I had actually announced that I was done in two thousand nine. I'd kind of pretty much said this is my last race, and then we got along so well together. We had so much fun and worked so well together that Mazda said, you know. Grey's Anatomy, Seattle, Dempsey, why don't we just build another car and go back and finish up in Grand Am in in the RX-8s? And so then we came back to the U.S. and flopped around for another couple, three years. Then I was done. Then you were done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we and then the movie thing hit and that and that was fun the movie thing was that was a lot of fun learned a lot had a great time being involved in that and who'd have dreamed uh, you know 15 years ago when I wrote a paper the art of racing in the rain who'd have dreamed it would have turned into a movie
0: yeah I was just gonna ask you about that perfect transition I was gonna ask you how that whole thing came about with uh, Garth Stein and of racing in the rain
3: um, you know about 15 years ago it became apparent in our in our competition curriculum our licensing program that 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 we needed some kind of a document to hand people and say, here are some mental and physical disciplines for you to visit uh, to help you become proficient racing a car in the rain. And uh, we called the paper The Art of Racing in the Rain. Just tips and techniques, everything from mental and physical and fogging and, uh, you know, being a good weight manager issues and all that kind of stuff. And the paper was The Art of Racing in the Rain. And then Gar Stein, who came out to the school and spent some time, initially it was Gar's dad who was our client. And then he brought Garth out and said, come look at this thing I'm doing out here in the racetrack called Sport Driving. Garth came out, totally loved it, uh, spent a lot of time with us, um, kind of watched. And then all of a sudden, phone rang one day, and it was Garth, and he said, I want to run something by you. He said, uh, I'm going to send you a manuscript, um, and I want you to read it, and uh, I want you to think about it, because I want to title this book The Art of Racing in the Rain after your paper. The one thing Garth did not tell me was how much of the book was about you know, performance and my early days in, yeah. in transitioning from club racing to pro and starting the school and Donnas in my early days uh, with our wonderful golden retriever Auto. and of course, <laughs> you know, then I mean, the, the the main character was you know was Kevin York, one of my instructors, and it's all true story. It happened right there. Now, did he did he move on to France and drive Formula One for? I know you can't get from here to Formula One for. Right, there's no path but uh seattle police department came into his place of business and arrested him and the battle started and uh you know but all of that stuff about the dog and uh, yeah i mean I'm, garth didn't believe me that the dog liked to lean into the turns and all that And i said get in the truck garth and so garth <laughs> promptly hops in the passenger seat and and the dog just sitting there looking at him i said garth you're in his seat, you need to get in the back seat A <laughs> <laughs> dog has priority.: Yes, a dog has, that's his seat. and uh, so all, yeah, all that all that stuff happened, yeah.
0: Man, yeah. yeah, it was fun. If you have not seen that movie. Don't um, watch it with other people because you will cry. Yeah,
1: I'm like it's emo- <laughs> i thinking about it just like it. Ugh.
0: Oh, Donna and I were so lucky. If you're a having... car person
1: or a dog person or both. Oh. oh, God.
3: We were so glad to have a kind of a private showing by ourselves because when they hit the lights, we were just a blubbering blob <sighs> yep. of tears in the yep. corner. You know, because it was so much about, you know, like I said, the auto and our early years together and, and building the school. And, yeah, it hit home. And then Kevin, I mean, Kevin's about the nicest The nicest guy you want to meet. And to have that happen to him, that was a long, hard road for Kevin York. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really fun. We learned a lot. You know, Dempsey was originally going to star in it. He he wanted to produce the movie, and he wanted to star in it. And he would have been a great Denny Swift. Yeah, he would. Uh, But unfortunately for him, by the time we got to the screen, he was too old, much to his dismay, uh, to (laughs) to fit the character. Right, yeah. But I thought uh, Milo did a great job. I think Milo did a great job. The ending in the movie was brilliant. I loved the ending of the book. And I love the way Milo ended the movie. I mean, because he's so Italian, mm-hmm. and he, and here they are in in, in Maranello and the little boy, and and he's made it, and it was it was it was brilliant. But at the end of the day, the dog stole the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's to too think. bad
1: they couldn't get anybody famous to play the dog too.
0: Right, I know. Yeah,
3: You know, I thought yeah. Gary initially when they announced Gary Cole was playing me, I wasn't too sure about that. Oh man. Uh, but uh, you know, I watched. I looked. I went. You know what? You may not want to hear it, but he's you. <laughs> he, he encapsulated
1: you. He yeah, been awesome. around the yeah. block
3: too many times, a little belligerent, a little cynical. <laughs> yeah. You said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. No,
0: I, I thought he, he was great. It was it was entertaining. It was just yep. a fantastic movie. But like I said, if, if anybody is listening to this and hasn't seen the movie, yeah, you're going to cry. Like, or you just don't have a heart. Cause <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, if you don't cry, don't come talk to me. Don't yeah, me there's something out. wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's
0: a fantastic movie, though.
3: Yep, mm-hmm. they loved it.
0: What do you feel like next for you in performance? Do you have anything on the horizon that you're like, this is, this is coming up? Well, there's just... I mean, you're doing a ton, so don't do <laughs> yeah, it the wrong really. way. You are busy. Um, it's time to do a little bit more. I mean, come on. Yeah, really.
3: Yeah. Um, more of the same and only better, bigger, better. Uh, there's a lot going on out at Pacific right now, and uh, it's very exciting times out there right now. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting for that track to take off on a development and, and want to be a part of that. Um, You know, want to uh, enjoy um, seeing it become what it could be. Yeah. Uh, It's a wonderful, wonderful facility. We're really, really trying to dig out some of the history. That track has gotten so trapped up over the years and all of the political minutiae that we forgot that every big known driver in the world from Phil Hill on down drove there. Yeah. Phil Hill, Parnelli Jones, Dan Gurney, AJ Foyt, the Unsers, the Andretti's. Uh, I just uh, had to sit down with Penske at, at Daytona and said, Roger, you know what we're doing there and you know what you did there way back in the day. And um, and uh, we're trying to, you know, rekindle this. Then the straight line stuff, Shirley Muldowney on the Snake Dome. I mean that there's so much history that's going to be built into the museum there and the driver's club. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna call it the what uh, Champions Club, I think. Champions we're going Club. To call it. We're going to, yeah. We have a drivers' club right here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless we could, unless we could pick this up and move it. Amanda, <laughs> I are you I'll good do. with that? We just move drivers' yeah, yeah, club to, out there, yeah, there. We, to, we yeah, did yeah. that just yeah, a yeah, forklift. Exactly. To just, just kind yeah. of take it out there okay. trackside. So my <laughs> if, end if This goal, building is mobile. I mean, my end goal yeah. is to wander around the drivers' club with a cup of coffee in the years to come and look at the young guys and say, "Oh, I remember. Remember when I used to go?" You know. But uh, now we're going to stick for a while and, and want to be a part of the track, uh, you know, and its development program. But more of the same for the for performance. We're looking at some factory commitments, uh, a little deeper commitment with Toyota awesome. uh, that we're looking at right now, especially with the new super program coming out. Yeah. Yep. So more of the same. I mean, what do I do? You know, I, I play cars. That's all I, I don't golf. I don't fish. I don't hunt. Those are it. expensive hobbies. You don't want to get into them, right? <laughs> yeah, So, you know, I, I play cars. and I still have a lot of energy for playing cars, so.
0: Yeah, and it's, like you said, it's a Seattle staple. I've been going there my whole life, and it's so close. I think people forget how easy it is to get from just the east side of Redmond to uh, Pacific. It's it's not a long drive. And there's so many performance cars here.
3: We are, you know what, we've got a racetrack in the middle of downtown Seattle at the end of the day. Yeah. Y- you know, you've got I-90, 18, 405, and 5. Mm-hmm. Um, super cars does your, not designate uh, no <laughs> you're 30 minutes from seattle SeaTac uh, airport so for like factory programs we're getting more and more ride drive calls all the time from the factories because of the position we're in there mm-hmm. and uh, when they finish that racetrack in the next five to seven years that's going to be one phenomenal facility so i want to be a part of that and and still enjoying it and i still you know i still have a lot of energy for what we're doing out there
1: Well, we say it all the time, but there's so much. There's such a large automotive community here. If you're a part of it, you understand it. But as far as in the Pacific Northwest, is such an. I mean, some of the most rare cars in the world are here, and you know, like you said, that racetrack has seen the likes of Phil Hill racing on it. It's it's not, it's not something. It's not some little backwoods,
3: you know, track. The driving, the car loving community in the Puget Sound area is amazing. Yeah, I mean, we have a hugely large car-loving community out in here, and they love to come out and play cars with me.
0: Yep. It's funny. You look out the window here just at Drivers Club, and there are a lot of race cars on this floor. Not just cars, race cars. People that have dedicated vehicles just for the track, and it's right here. I mean, I'm looking at, like, three GT2 RSs.
3: Those are all my clients out there.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
3: But uh, wonderful memories. I mean, and most of those drivers, most of the drivers that were there back in the day, we've had Phil Hill out there. We've had Dan Gurney, Parnelli Jones, the unsers. I mean, I have some phenomenal memories out there. I remember we were doing a program, um, you know, called the IRO, the International Race of Executives, which was also a fundraiser for Seattle Children's Hospital. And so my friend Tom Armstrong, Armstrong told me one day, he said, take Senior out and just make sure he understands which way this place goes, which took about one lap for Al Senior to, to remember which way the <laughs> yeah. place went. And so Senior and I came in we're sitting in the car because it's pouring down rain and we're just sitting there and we're talking about junior and banging wheels with mo at 220 and when junior walked out to the edge of the indy 500 circuit with his helmet in his hand everyone thought he was going to throw his helmet at, at, at mo you know and all he really wanted to do was give me give him a thumbs up and bawling his head off with the milk flooring down over the front of him after junior won the race the first time and i zoomed back and i looked and i went look at you kitch you're sitting in a rental car here with al Unser Senior, yeah. <laughs> talking about Junior and the, the Indy. You know, how lucky am I? Yeah, I, I remember when Phil Hill was there. I remember we were sitting in the breakfast tent, and you could have heard a pin drop. And I looked across the tent at, at, at Tom Armstrong, and I said, look at us. We're sitting here with Phil damn Hill. <laughs> how lucky are we?
1: So, no, I I,
3: I I I love that facility.
1: It's an amazing feeling. Dan. That's why Dan and I do this. It's like being able to sit down and talk to you is kind of the same way you feel sitting on that straight
3: so i mean you know yeah do you want now that the, I met you, want you the 20 little, uh, bucks an uh, hour later yeah, exactly. yeah <laughs> really <It's fine. laughs> yeah yeah
1: i've been paid in less <laughs>
3: <laughs> i knew that yeah <laughs> i knew that but I, I love what we're doing out there i think we're making better drivers this sport that we all enjoy so much don't yeah. for one minute think that all we're doing out there is consuming when you're on that racetrack, you are using the most elevated levels of concentration that you can <laughs> use behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. You are using the most advanced vision skills. You are transitioning from operating a motor vehicle to truly driving a car, um, and uh, you know obviously you're having fun doing it. But don't for one minute think that this sport we enjoy out there doesn't make better drivers out of all of us.
0: Oh, f- hands down. It's and it's exhausting too. If you've never been on a track before. That first day you go out there, oh man, yep. people aren't prepared You're for that.
3: Pretty ready for night night time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty ready for your jammies. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty drained.
0: Yeah, that adrenaline spike, man. And people
3: call and they say, "Well, how much time do I get on the track?" So you know, we've had our school 26 years, and I've never had somebody walk up to me and go, "I really could have used more time on the track." <laughs> there after that first day, they're pretty drained.
0: It's good yeah I was reading a really interesting study actually about a race car driver somebody I forget it was it was in Formula One and they were monitoring they're doing brain scan and full body scan of like yep. the drivers and the level of sense sensory um Information they overload on, right. Just to navigate the track at that's, those speeds is some of the highest they've ever recorded yep. in anything. You even mean like feeling fire. the track with not just No, even it just just uh, the immersion of like keeping track, keeping track of the cars around you and the distances, and monitoring your braking, your gas, and feeling the G's and everything around. Like the the amount of brain activity that a, a race car driver uses at full tilt is literally higher than most fighter pilots use. In Formula One. This is a Formula One.
3: At the the highest levels of coaching, uh, you know, we we do a lot of sensory input sessions. Mm -hmm. We'll do a visual sensory input. We'll do a kinesthetic sensory input, an auditory sensory input, um, because at some point with certain drivers... Um, like working with uh, uh, Mario Farnbacher or Alex Riberis, uh, which was my assignment a couple of years ago with these two guys. I mean, there's not much I'm going to teach them about driving a racing car. They pretty well got the basics and the <laughs> mechanics of that down. Yeah. <laughs> but what I can help them with is some of the more you know, advanced mental disciplines, such as the ones you're referring to, right? Yeah. Um, and, and And kind of get them some tools that they can use to take their mental game to the next level. And that's what... You know, when it, people would see us on pit Lane doing right brain, left brain integration, and, uh, that kind of stuff, they're kind of going, What is that? Smoking mirrors and voodoo? And no, it's, it, you know. Well, and I think that's something
1: that people think. It's like you get on a race car, and if you're a good driver, you're, you, you know how to drive. But like you said, there's so much more
3: to the mental basis of it. Yeah.
1: When did you start really teaching that instead of just, instead of teaching car control? Like when did you get into that?
3: Well, you know, on any um, and by the way, just to back up there for a second, uh, you know, anymore in our industry, uh, there's a lot of good race car drivers. Yeah. To yeah. earn a living right now, you got to be special. Yeah. You've got to be special, or you got to be willing to die, and you got to be special in a race car right now to earn a living. Um, you know, nine out of ten days we deal with the rudimentary basics of just advanced high performance driving. The mechanical issue of. of proper use of the application of the brakes timing and rate of release and application of throttle and steering and puts it smooth and balance and all that kind of stuff but when I get the call to um, to coach at a higher level usually a professional level that's when you dig into the more of the mental disciplines most of the drivers that I coach are probably you know there's not much I'm gonna teach them about the mechanics of driving the racing car when they when they call me it's because they're just stuck I can't get from here to here. I need to be able to go to the next level. Well, going to the next level, they're going to find that up here in the mental discipline, the mental game. And that's when, when, when you know, we start this kind of stuff. And sometimes they buy into it, sometimes they don't. Some drivers will, you know, will buy into you know, tune-up. You're ready to tune up, and that, that could be right brain, left brain integration, visual integration, supersaturating, uh, uh, deep muscle groups, uh, stretches, all of that kind of stuff before they get in the car. Other drivers, oh, no, smoke and mirrors. Uh, I don't want anyone to see me doing that kind of stuff. and huh. You know, and they'll either buy into it or they won't. But Riberas and, and and Farnbacher, especially Farnbacher, uh, initially wasn't too sure. But then if it was 20 minutes before his drive and I wasn't on pit lane ready to tune him up or tune up together, I don't ask them to do anything I won't do myself. I mean, we do yeah. our stretches together. We do our right bring. We do our cross crawls together. I mean, if I wasn't on pit lane 20 minutes before he was ready to drive, he was in a panic looking for me to tune up, tune up. And we get a result. I mean, when, when those two were running with us, when we went to pit lane, we were the most dreaded car on pit lane uh we were the most feared team on pit lane and they were my monsters and i created them <laughs> <laughs> there's an also, evil laugh in
0: there somewhere yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah do you have a favorite lesson you've taught i mean uh, what i what i mean by that is like something you teach every new uh something new to the track not, not a new driver but a new race car driver like they're getting into it is there is there one thing that you feel like you break the ice through with a lot of people that they haven't experienced before would there be tra- uh, I'm talking the basics I mean like trail braking Sounds like
1: that willingness to die thing was the Yeah, first. yeah that I really that would about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, you're insane by the way, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Um you know I would say with a, a young driver that ha- has a vision of earning a, a, his living in a, in a race yeah. car uh, n- never quit Never quit. Never give up the dream. Don't let anyone steal your dream. Don't let anyone steal your dream. Never quit, and uh, it's it's going to be a long, hard road. But if you if you are fully committed and willing to do whatever it takes, you will make it. And when you do, you, you it will you know it will uh, uh, register with you. But I I I I, I, th- I think that's a I think that's a, a message I love to share because I I, I did it. I lived it. I mean, Don and I,
0: yeah, the stories, proof.
3: you know, you know, when you come up the hard way, um, you know, the stories you have to share and tell. I I, I say, don't let anyone take your dream. And if this is what you want to do, commit to it and go get it. That's awesome.
1: That applies to life, too. <laughs> <And> it applies <laughs> yeah, to life yeah. in general. Yeah.
3: You know? yeah,
0: I think it's probably a very, very hard thing to keep in sight when you're, de- you're facing a career as tough as racing. Well, like he was well, saying,
1: it, it does it. You know, anybody can go out and run a car, but it takes somebody special to really be truly successful in any type of racing this year yeah. or in this in this world. I should oh, say.
3: the competition for work right now is so fierce. I mean, it is so fierce. There's ten guys behind you wanting to take your job, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got to deliver in and out of the car. I mean, we call that the complete driver. If if you think just being bloody quick and putting it on pole, winning races in, is enough, they want that. And then they want their pound of flesh out of the car, and that's in
0: the social media star. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: You know, national sales meetings. You know, they want all of you wow. in
1: and out of the car, and that's the complete driver. And you look at some of these. I mean, these F1 drivers. They have to decide they want to be race car drivers when they're, you know, how old? Just getting into carts. I mean, ten, <laughs> sometimes less.
3: Well, those guys aren't human anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah. true.
1: Yeah. But I'm saying that's that's a lot in, to look at a kid and go. This is what you're going to do. This is, you know. But, that's a, that's a,
3: a an early start for a career. They are a creation, yes, of themselves and usually someone behind them. Yeah, uh, Senna was a perfect example of that. I've made quite a study of Ayrton Senna's life, and uh, he was uh, he was a prime example of that.
0: that was funny. I was just going to ask you that. If you there's a driver that somebody, out. Yeah. You talked about somebody Senna, that gives back, though. Yeah, yeah. Back, Ayrton, Senna.
3: yeah. Uh, Ayrton Senna was a lot like Dale Earnhardt. A lot of people never saw the side of Ayrton Senna that they should have seen. Uh, what he did for the the kids of Brazil. Oh, yeah. And, and is still doing. I mean, yeah. his sister is... His the Senate Foundation. The Senate yeah. Foundation is huge and hugely involved in giving young people in Brazil an opportunity. And Ayrton was committed to that. Uh, but uh, he never was painted with that brush. A lot of people didn't know about it. Same thing with Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Earnhardt had an incredibly soft side, an incredible soft side to him. Um, but a lot of people never saw that. I did. Uh, I had a light... Like relationship with him, and, and uh, I saw it.
0: That's really great. Yep. Wow. Yep. This is a great time to take our next break. Uh, let's take a quick one, and we'll be right
2: back. We spend an average of eight hours and forty-one minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators.
1: But what are we really connected to? Isn't a time you connected to something
2: greater? Sometimes the best way to connect. To disconnect.
0: This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back, and we're just talking on the break about more stuff coming up, and you mentioned a special opportunity at Sebring, actually.
3: Yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, Our next stop on the IMSA Tour is uh, the 12 Hours of Sebring, which at the end of the day is probably more famous than the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. So uh, let's see, race is um, the 21st on Saturday. Uh, Race starts at 10 in the morning and ends at 10 at night. It's the 12 Hours of Sebring. A tremendous amount of history. So if somebody's in desperate need of a big tax deductible receipt uh, because the check they're going to write is going to be made payable to Seattle Children's Hospital but um, for all intents and purposes other than driving the race car they're going to be about as personal up close uh, with the race team as as they want to be we've got everything in place air travel rental car golf cart uh, trackside hospitality two or three different venues for their trackside hospitality uh, high level credentials pace car rides uh, it's a pretty comprehensive list that's going to be a very uh, unique life's experience for a couple of people who want to come to the 12 hours of the So if somebody wants to talk about that, my cell, 206-369-0461, and we can talk a little bit about what that package and what the 12 hours looks uh, like with, uh, uh, with me. They're going to be with, uh, with me for the for 12 hour personal and up close.
0: Dang, that's a. And
1: it's fun to hang out with him. I'll tell you. Oh, so okay. you should do <laughs> yeah. it once yeah. again. Is that another twenty dollars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. I had a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Right on the wall in the men's room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> God, here we
0: go. I'm not <laughs> just a downhill. customer. I'm also the. No, no. Yeah. 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 Well, and also most importantly, it goes to an awesome cause. It yeah. does. So You know what? Spend your money.
3: Yep. I mean, the, <laughs> the work we're doing there with the race program, the work we're doing at that hospital is amazing.
0: Yep. And if it won't take you very long to find some of these communities been affected by that. No, work, it's so. easy.
3: It's easy to fundraise for that hospital. Everybody's been touched by it. It's a wonderful resource, and we're we're very lucky to have it. The people we're working with, uh, Tom Jones and his team at the Art Center, are just and they're car guys. I mean, yeah. you know, they're curing kids and driving cars. Always fun.
0: You know, yep. It's a pretty good package, I'd say. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if people want to get a hold of you, uh, let's see, we've got performance.com If they want to do a driving school, that's Proformance- not just racing. Yeah, school.com. Yep.
3: racing school.com and, and go into the website, roam around in there. There's programs for everybody. Uh, your starting point is a one-day high-performance clinic. It's not a race. This is a clinic. Now, are you going to feel like a race car driver for the day? Yeah. Are you going to learn? Yes. Are you going to have fun? Yes. Are you going to stay safe? Yes. Um, but uh, Performance Racing School, the one-day high-performance clinic, is your starting point.
0: Awesome. And then, let's see, heartofracing.org.
3: heartofracing.org or teamseattle.com. Uh, content in there is always, uh, you know, increasing and, and and being updated. But there's lots of good pieces in there, lots of good video stuff to see what we're doing and how we're doing it.
0: I was going to say, yeah, this is just, even if you're if you're a fan, just go check this out. Because it's great content either way. Yeah, yep, I mean, yep. Obviously, give if you can. That's a great cause. But... I mean, if you're just a car person, go check it out. You
3: can donate right online, TeamSeattle.com. There is absolutely no pledge too small. And uh, we've got a good video team traveling with us this year, and they're, they're putting some really good stuff together. And we're really excited about our relationship with Alberto. Now, Alberto's jumped in. Uh, Alberto especially meets. And it uh, puts me in a position where I can walk into, you know, Alberto's boardroom uh, because the, the race car is purely funded. I mean, Gabe Newell is is, is committed to uh, funding the car. So we're able to walk into a corporation and go, you know what? You can be a part of a 5 to $7 million racing effort here for nothing. Well, not quite for nothing, because you're going to tell us what you're going to do using your reach to drive money to the hospital. And Obero's uh, got some great plans. Uh, they're going to come up with a story called Thor, the heart of racing. Thor and Oberto, And uh, it'll be a $10 million, uh, 10 million reach, $10 million ask with uh, uh, activation or a call to action. And they're expecting a million activations out of 10 million. Oh. And then you're going to start to see some product in Safeway and Costco. Um, that'll be hard erasing product. And uh, a certain portion of the purchase of that little Oberto baggie will go to the hospital. So we're excited about that. Yeah. So, corporate
1: partner. Just that small cor- corporate partner. That's yeah,
3: awesome. Yeah. They're, yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're not new to motor racing and they're not new to Seattle Children's Hospital. Alberto's already involved with Seattle Children's Hospital. Is this new to you guys? Aston, this is a new year, new effort for us with Aston. This is Aston's. For first those
1: that can't see me pointing through the radio, I'm, these beautiful jackets, thank you again.
3: You mean we're not on TV? Yeah. Well, oh, man. <laughs> we have
1: faces for radio. Um, the <laughs> no, Aston Martin, Aston, it's a, that's a new partnership for you guys, right? For, it is. Words, yeah. Yeah, this is
3: Aston's first return to the U.S. Uh, in. Uh, let's see, four or five years now, huh? Yeah. And uh, we're really excited about the relationship. Uh, uh, they are, are supporting us well with, uh, you know, a lot of their big technical partner, right? So yeah. we've got yep. lots of Aston people with us. And uh, Daytona was, you know, it 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 was that day in racing for us, unfortunately. But uh, the car's are, uh, rapidly going through repair, and we'll be ready for some testing here in the next week or two, and then off to Sebring. Awesome. So cool. Yeah, Aston's yeah.
0: coming back with some hot cars, too. Oh, God. They, they are looking more beautiful than ever. Awesome. And they're back. Yeah. Like, Aston took a, there was a break in, like, the, I think, the, the 90s or so, where I didn't see the Aston presence I do now. Oh, yeah. So they're and, back.
3: And their U.S. sales are, you know, right now just amazing. So, yeah, we're really they're excited. Roll,
1: they're rolling art right now. Yep. Yeah, oh exactly. God. They yeah. always have been, but and, they're just gorgeous yep. cars. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just yeah. been
3: uh, just beautiful. We love the way it's racing and the in the color scheme that it's in. And and uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe's son, uh, Gray, has done a great job coming up with that. That color scheme on the car. So yeah, I, I was it. looking
0: at the website today. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's
3: beautiful. Beautiful. And it's gonna get even more beautiful. He's got even new more ideas for it. So yeah, we're having fun with it.
0: Uh a previous guest of ours, Roy, has got that Aston Martin Valkyrie coming. He's over he was just over in England. He just got the new Valkyrie. Oh really? Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's uh yeah, it's color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: This idea of having a car where the seat doesn't move and they form it to your butt, I I don't know. I like that a little more freedom in my cars. It's. I
0: like having more freedom in my diet. Don't don't look at me like that. You, you've been around me long enough to know.
1: Too long. Too long. Too yeah. Long. It's no, been too no, long. Yeah. It's oh, about like we're about done here. Gee. I was hoping to sign up for some personal racing help. Uh, you know, just you and me don't in a go, car. Don't go there. Don't uh, yeah. okay. start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Maybe a road trip. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. We, we, did. Yeah, we, did. Sorry, about yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not supposed to talk about it.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Well, obviously, we will post every link uh, to our website. You guys will see that on uh, on RainCitySuperCars.com and our Facebook, and of course the photos of guys on Instagram. Uh, coming up from our sponsors, we have Avance Portland is doing a tech session at Avant-Garde Collection. So uh, European cars at Avant-Garde Collection. That is on the 22nd. Uh, and there's a drive coming up that apparently is still TBD. So I'll talk to Adam about that. But nothing coming up on the weekend of, the, of this episode's release. But that's what we got from Avance this week. Pretty short. One, but Excellent. Uh, more to come.
1: Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your time. Oh, I know buddy, I know you've had a busy a... a busy week and, and and like it sounds like you guys are getting ready for a, a really fun time down at Seabring and
3: Yeah. Yeah. Seabring's uh Sebring. Sebring's, we've won that thing uh we've won that thing three times. Yeah. And uh, we gave Alex Job his tenth win there and that was fun. But yeah, it's a great event. Uh love being at Seabring. Uh you know, the weather's one way or the other. It's either pouring down rain or blistering hot. But uh, Yeah, that's Florida. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's pretty much pretty yeah, much. Florida. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we uh We've got a, we got a, oh, I'll tell you a story real quick. Okay. Uh, one, you we're asked for funny, I was, okay, I was, at, fine. I was, no. at, I was, <laughs> at, I was, at, I was going to close with this, but I was yeah. at Button Willow racetrack one time, I oh, meant it's been 15 years ago, 20 years ago, coaching a driver. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. We we're walking the track and my cell phone rang and it was Paul, it was Paul Newman. We had a kind of a light little, uh, great. Style so Newman said, yeah, great. And popcorn. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, and, and, yeah oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And uh, we had kind of a light little relationship. So he, I answered, he said, It's PL. He says, uh, I'd add my people, call your people, but you have no people. Oh, that's <laughs> what. It's <laughs> At 7 o'clock in the morning, I'd add my people, call your people, but you have no people. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Paul. He wanted,
3: yeah, thanks, Paul. He, he wanted. <laughs> he was turning eighty that year, and we had uh, we were our car number. Our car number was eighty, Aww. and and he and he wanted. He wanted a little car, negotiation. car number, yeah, yeah. He was driving that uh, Mustang and the nobody's fool car with Mark Martin, and yeah, and uh, he wanted our number eighty. But yeah, that was the way I. started. That's the way to start a negotiation. Yeah, really. by insulting yeah, the will, other guy. You guys. want something, yeah. and that's the way yeah. we start the yeah. conversation. So yeah. mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, I think we should do this again. I'll you should. I'll have my people you, call you're your gonna people. Say but that? you yeah. But you have told
1: that you should have said, if you want that number, call my people. Yeah, <laughs>
3: really, yeah, really. Maybe my her. people are so important you don't know I have people. That's <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. 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 So sadly, I don't have any people. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donna, I've got Donna, Sienna, yeah. and the dog, and that's about it. Well, that's all you need. Those are really. good people, right but there. But anyway, we should do this again. I of would fun. love fun. Yes. I'll have my people call your people. Thank but that you. That would probably be me calling. Yeah. You we'll have we'll no call people. each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah there you go. We have your number. That works. Yeah. We now have your number. So yeah. There you go.
1: I agree. Yeah. You talk about some midnight texting. It's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Don't tease me. Stop teasing. Don't tease you. Okay. Fine. (laughs) All right. Well, again, thank you for coming in uh, for this episode of Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there.
0: Enjoy the drive.